Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting adventure uh, with the Bearded Levites podcast. I am uh, your co-host, Jeremy, and across the screen for me, as always, is Taylor. Taylor Johnson. Hey, everybody. Excited to uh, be back with you today on another episode. Today is one of those um, moments and topics that we, um, I'll just say, I have come to love this topic. Um, I didn't grow up understanding this and knowing about this, but as I've been in ministry, I've learned about it and uh, have really enjoyed. More than that, I love watching Taylor Johnson (laughs) talk about this. And today we're talking about Advent um, and, uh, I love, listen, I, I'm going to tell y'all, for those of you listening, uh, I've seen Taylor get really excited two times in my life. And the first time is about Advent. The second time is about Whataburger taquitos. So oh, just okay. so you know, just like, those are the two things that he's I'm finally get getting excited about. In Huntsville. It's finally happening. I, I heard about this. Uh, yeah, man. I yeah. Cause I'm the one that told you. And I think I, I included taquitos in the announcement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we're talking about Advent today, and uh, this will be a fun topic. Um, and particularly as we get in, you'll 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 kind of hear about it. Uh, well, I think we'll talk a little bit about this. And Taylor, I'm quite certain we'll talk about this. Uh, the difference between Advent and Christmas time. And so uh, we'll. Uh, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hand off to Taylor right now and let him just kind of take the lead, and I'll bounce off you. How's that sound? That sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So, so as Jeremy has made very clear, Advent is my favorite. I, I'm a big liturgical calendar nerd, which is, if you can say that sentence, I feel like you're an exceptional kind of nerd anyway. But no, I, I love the church calendar because I love the story it tells. I love the way it kind of walks us through the story each and every year. And every year, we're a different person, a different community, a different people that go through it. Um, when we started, so Advent starts the year. And so my, my like favorite goofy thing to do in worship every Advent one is to be like, happy new year, everybody. <laughs> and the first couple of years, everybody was very confused. Uh, but now that they've all caught on to the joke, uh, and they'll, they'll get excited with me. But, uh, yeah. So every year when we walk through the story, it's a different understanding of it. Um, guaranteed our our post or mid covid church year that starts uh what november 26th i believe this year yeah um Um, it will will be a very different under like journey through the liturgical calendar than it was when we started in 2019 right covid has shaped us all so deeply that we'll see it all different we'll uh, we'll understand all different, but Advent, Advent kicks us off. Advent's the beginning of the year. Um, and it's, if any of my Sewanee professors are listening, they're probably going to get a little bit mad at the sentence I'm about to say. So Advent is a preparatory season for Christmas, uh, which is it, was it, is that how it started? We're not totally <laughs> sure. Um or really half of how it started was in no way a preparatory season for Christmas. And I'll get into that in a minute, but the way it functions now is it's the four Sundays leading up to Christmas day. Right. Um, and so it has, it's those four Sundays each has a theme. Uh, the order varies here and there, but I'd say overall it's hope and then peace and then joy. And love. Um, and so Gosh, I'm I'm so overwhelmed by my love of this season that it's even hard to just start talking about it. Um, Hope is my favorite theological idea. Um, Really, truly, like love is love is wonderful. Love is amazing. A lot of people probably gonna mail us, but like, but Paul said, love is the best. (laughs) Uh, It's like, yeah, love is great. But if I had been next to Paul, I would have looked at him and been like, really, dude, I think hope is really great. Uh, Because for me rebellions are built on hope, right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let's, let's pull some Star Wars. Let's, like, again, we've already established a, a, a whole new this level is, of nerd. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, my love for people is put into action because I am grounded in the hope that that love is not in vain. Hmm. 
that in the end, love wins to pull a super not controversial book from Rob <laughs> Bell. Um, but it's my like foundation in that hope that makes right. me want to act in love right. because I know that that love is not hopeless. Right. Um, and I've always, and so, I've always assumed and maybe rightly or wrongly, I've always assumed hope was first because of that reason. Hope, hope is the foundation. Hope is the foundation by which the rest of this falls out, which is why hope is first because hope, hope is what we have. Hope is all we have to cling to. Um, yeah. In the coming of Christ. And so I, uh, man, that's, I've always, I've always fallen on that. Well, and that's a great segue into honestly the like dual nature of Advent. Mm. So we mostly think of it as if you think of it at all, I mean, you're spot on that like you didn't grow up with it. I didn't grow up with it. A lot of people don't necessarily engage Advent. It's a more mainline and Catholic thing to do. And so more free church tradition oftentimes does do it because so much of free church tradition started with setting aside quote unquote man-made things, which right. Advent kind of is um, like there isn't nowhere in the Bible. Is it like, and thou shalt take the, the four Sundays before Christmas. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Uh, why yeah. It's like tiny Tim, but please. <laughs> Or Oliver, like, bless. I'd like full Sundays before Christmas. God bless us, um, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we act like it's the the prep for Christmas, but it also anticipates. So you're right; it anticipates the coming of Christ. But which one? Right. And that's the big question and kind of crux of Advent. Is it works both ways? Hmm. Um, we're waiting on the baby. We're getting yeah. ready for the baby. Right. And Advent's considered a season of waiting, but not like waiting on a bus. It's not just like <laughs> sitting around for four weeks, like checking your watch, like, is, is, right. is the baby here yet? No? All right. I'm going to keep sitting down and waiting. It's a preparatory waiting. It's a getting ready. It's an anticipation that this baby, the incarnation uh, of God, the word made flesh is coming. And that coming ushers in a new era of God's hope and peace and joy and love on earth. Mm. Uh, which then that's the story we follow through the rest of the year. That's why Advent starts us is we then watch that baby grow up mm. and do his ministry, passion, crucifixion, resurrection, um, ascension, and then the life of the church living out that, that mission. Right. That's what Advent prepares us for. And so that's Advent as the beginning. That's how it starts. The other understanding and theory of how Advent came about anyway was actually as the closing of the year. And so Advent has this, what I call, and by I call, I mean, I stole these terms from people way smarter than I am. Uh, it has a first and eighth day quality. Um, Sunday is the same thing. Sunday is both the first and the eighth day. It's the beginning of all things, but also anticipates the end of all things outside of time, eschaton, eschatological, full coming of the kingdom of God, like all of that stuff as an eighth day, eternity out of time, all that kind of heady stuff. Yeah. Advent does the same thing. It anticipate it closes out the year looking ahead to the coming of Christ the second time. Hmm the return, the right. end of all things in the most hopeful way. Hmm. And so if you look at scripture passages commonly associated with Advent, especially Advent one, they're very end of the world, which um, if you don't, if you aren't aware of that dual nature of Advent feels really weird if you're thinking of it just as getting ready for that, like sweet little Jesus child, <laughs> and we're talking about the end of the world, that feels wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's anticipating what that baby is going to do. Right. Like, when it's all said and done, like that's what Advent also prepares us for. And it reminds us because coming straight off of ordinary time, 
which is really like the season of the church where we follow and engage how the church works in the world. It's hope is grounded in the fact that that work is not in vain because one day Jesus will come back and wrap it all up. Yeah. So we both anticipate the baby and like the risen Christ returning. It's first and eighth. It's beginning and end. Yeah. Alpha and Omega. Yeah. Olive and Tav. That's what. Like, Alpha and Omega, get all yeah. the attention, but let's get that's Olive right. and Tav. That's right. Yeah, I, I love, and that, I think that's what I love about that Advent is that celebration of we are we are celebrating what has happened. We are celebrating the birth of a child um, or the coming of Christ the first time. Uh, but it's that anticipation of looking ahead and celebrating the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's almost, it's almost, a, a, I think we could say it's a, we're living in the, what has happened, what is happening and what will happen. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it, it's a celebration and a focusing in on all of that, that is happening, has happened, is happening, will happen. Yeah. Um, and it's, once I saw that, um, like, like I said, I, I didn't grow up with that idea. Um, uh, at least with Advent, we, it was when you hit December, it was always just, it's all Christmas carols. It's all Christmas. You know, it's all Christmas for, you December, know, for a month. December. Good Lord. Yeah, man. I mean, you get past Halloween. <laughs> Welcome to Christmas. Well, it was actually before Halloween at our house this year, just because it's really. 2020. Well, say, yeah. Uh, you know, but <laughs> something happy. That's yeah. right. My, uh, my wife looked at me. Uh, actually, the weekend of thanks of uh, Thanksgiving, the weekend of Halloween, and said, "Can I put up a Christmas tree?" And I went, "You know what? Let's just put up the Christmas trees." Yeah, and uh, we did. We did, man. We put them all up before th- uh, Halloween, so it was fun. You got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's gosh, that's part of why I love Advent so much. Is it? It feels like the most holistic season of the whole year. Yeah. Um, because you're right. Encompasses everything that has come before everything that's going on right now and looks ahead to everything that will come next in a way that I would argue no other season quite does. Mm. Um, and hot take controversial opinion. I find Advent more relevant to my life than Easter. Uh, a lot of people don't like it when I say that. I've, I've, I've run into that before. But uh, in my mind, I look at it like a house. Like Easter is the foundation of the house. Uh, without the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we're not really doing much with any of this. There's not a whole lot of reason to remember the life and death. And that's it. Of a, like, it, 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 it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't resonate the same way if without Easter. So like I get that Easter, we are an Easter people. We are people of the resurrection. Sure. But I, in a house, I'm not actively engaging with the foundation. It's there. I trust that it's there. I have full faith that it is there and everything is built upon it, but I'm not like, living in the foundation of the house. I'm living in the rooms. I'm living in what uh, is built upon that foundation. And that's what Advent is to me. Advent is everything that is built on and proceeds from that foundation. Mm. Um, and it's that dual nature that does that for me. It's into, it's remembering the coming of the child, which is the incarnation, which again, to me, um, the incarnation is the most relevant Jesus to me. Uh, the resurrection Jesus is the foundation of my faith. The incarnational Jesus is who I follow. Mm. Um, because as an incarnated person, as a guy with a body, um, my calling is to figure out how to use that body in my day-to-day life all parts of it, physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, what I say, what I do, what I think, to engage and manifest the kingdom of God, Hmm. which is the incarnational 
life of Jesus Christ. So when I try to think about like, how do I, as Taylor Johnson, go about living my best Christian life today? It's grounded and founded in the resurrection, but it's enacted through the incarnation. And so anticipating, looking back and remembering the story of Jesus through all the seasons, his whole life of how he engaged the world, inspires me, moves me, compels me to do the same. Mm. I'm not going to do great, but I'm going to do my best. And every day that best is a little bit better because it's been shaped by the image of Jesus Christ. Um, But it also anticipates, again, the hope of Advent is that that all of that is not in vain. And so it reminds me of what is coming. And so living in my Advent house built upon the foundation of the resurrection on Easter morning is what my life feels like. And so I will say, for better or for worse, that I'm an Advent person and we are an Advent people. Because Advent rushes at us from our past and rushes at us from our future and meets in the middle, which is right now. Um, More so than anything else does. And if we don't do both of those, we kind of miss the point. And it becomes lopsided. If we just look back and it just becomes the thing we remember, then our Christian life becomes essentially just nostalgia. Right. Oh, remember how nice that was? That like, oh, remember that sweet little baby? Um, It's easy to just make Jesus that adorable thing. Um, Very Ricky Bobby of like, I like like to pray to the baby Jesus. Like... (laughs) um, we lose sight (laughs) of Jesus as human. And if we only look ahead, then it's easy to lose sight of Jesus as a person. Right. And we, yeah. And so if we don't engage both the past and the future, the first and the eighth, then Advent really kind of loses its, its grounding and its meaning and its import, which as the beginning diminishes every season that comes next because if we're not looking ahead and only looking back then the story of jesus becomes just a nice story Mm. and if we're only looking ahead we lose sight of the way that story guides us into being who we're supposed to be Mm. um yeah so i'm getting all hype talking about advent man A lot of this will be a big part of my uh, doctoral project too. Right. Um, we're looking at the incarnation cycle of the of, of the year, which is mostly Advent and Christmas. Yeah. And so then, and also makes Christmas deeper and richer when yeah. we've engaged really what that baby means, mm-hmm. both as a baby and as like the potential of a child growing and living out the life that Jesus is going to live out. Right. Um, But man, is it hard to get people to do Advent? (laughs) We want to take it from, we do. We want to go do some practical stuff. Yikes. It's hard to do Advent. Um, Advent is the hill upon which I have died every year. (laughs) And I'm prepared to march up that hill again this year. And, see my seven dead corpses <laughs> from years past. Uh, I've gotten real good at falling on that sword. Um, I'll just like snuggle up with the rest of them and down that hill again, because it is so hard to give Advent a chance to be Advent. Yeah. Man, because when you go, this is going to date me as a nineties kid. When you go to the mall, <laughs> or you go to your lovely outdoor shopping area or your local mm-hmm. brick and mortar small businesses, or even just turn on the radio, especially once you get past Halloween, all you hear is Christmas. Christmas. Music. That's, That's right. it. All you hear is Christmas music. And you know what? Christmas music is dope. It's so nice. Christmas has hands down the best music of any season. That stuff's beautiful. 
It's like it's all the best twos with all the best words. It's really unfair to all the other seasons. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I've never actually thought about that, but I. Oh yeah, I think that's true. I yeah. think you're. Right. I think you're right. I'll like, die on that hill too. Yeah. It's there's a you know what there's a reason that uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" is the best selling Christmas song of all time. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what's not rocking out on the top 100 charts? Linton albums. <laughs> That's not a thing. Yeah, unless you count like super sad, depressing like indie music. But like say, that that emo thing of the late uh, the early 2000s. I mean, maybe. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But like, there's some cool Easter songs, but there's like four of them. Um, and there are some good Advent songs, but again, there's like three of them, at least that people know. Right. Um, every year we'll sing, Oh, come, come, Emmanuel, come that long expected Jesus. We'll awkwardly sing our way through low, how rose are blooming. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Uh, (laughs) we don't get a whole lot of others, but man, you want to rock some Christmas music, take your pick. Yeah. Come on, you faithful, silent night, away in a manger. There's two good melodies for that one. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. There's like four different songs about angels. Uh, the oh, first yeah, so well, and that even bumps you into epiphany. So like, <laughs> yeah, there's so much good Christmas music that that's what everybody wants to do. When they're in worship, when they're in church, and that's what they've been bombarded with all around them. That's what uh, we want to sing, yeah. Yeah, and we're just naming off the sacred Christmas music because when they're out and about, they're also hearing jingle bells and all the Silver stuff. bells, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. White Christmas, and like it just sets such a mood and gives such a vibe that when they come to church, that's what they're ready for. They want to balance that, uh, quote-unquote, secular, and I hate that term. I right. hate that term. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they I like want it. to uh, balance arguably like pop culture Christmas with sacred Christmas with church Christmas, Mm. but it's not Christmas yet. We're not there yet. (laughs) Advent is a thing that has a role and has a purpose and has a function and one that I absolutely adore. Um, And so it's hard to sing joy to the world. The Lord has come when we're still in the part where he hadn't come yet. Right. Um, go tell it on the mountain. Tell what? Yeah. Yeah. He's not here yet. Um, <laughs> except that he is in the eighth day. He's not here yet in the first, the first day. day. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, but it's also very, it, you want to, you want to talk about killing a worship mood is giving that preface before we <laughs> sing the song, uh, and watch my whole congregation's eyes glaze over. Oh, God, he's doing the nerd thing again. Y'all it's like we just deflated everybody in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's so hard to let Advent be a thing. Um, I will do my eighth Advent at this church. And I feel like it's really just now in people's brains as a thing. Mm. Uh, Lent happened way faster. Uh, Even days like like All Saints Day Mm. and um, Epiphany and... Holy Week and the Triduum at the end of Holy Week, like all of these things. And the Triduum is Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. Right. Uh, I realize I'm throwing that word out and there's no guarantee <laughs> the listeners know what that is. Sorry, everybody. Um, those all were way easier because they weren't fighting against anything else. There is no point where Easter season kicks in as soon as like New Year's is over. That's not a thing. We don't have the huge buildup to Easter. We don't have the huge buildup to Pentecost. We don't have the huge buildup to anything else but Christmas. Mm. Um, so everything else got to be the, its own thing really fast. Mm-hmm. Even like very non-traditional elements in a Baptist church, like a stripping of the sanctuary or a service of shadow or stations of the cross um, or Ash Wednesday, like all saints day, another one, like we'll hit it again. Cause it just happened not too long ago. Like, these are very quote unquote unusual, uh, which part of my ministerial <laughs> calling is to make them less unusual right? <laughs> um, in this tradition. But those took, I don't know, three years to be a thing. A couple mm-hmm. of years after they happened, 
that, that became things people looked forward to. Uh, it is year eight and advents a fight every year. Right. Yeah. And I've died on that hill. And I think, Five. yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's because I think it's like you said, people were bombarded with that Christmas outside of the church. Yeah. We're bombarded with that Christmas season that, that the people and, and people have such good memories Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say not everybody, but it, generally people have good memories um, of tradition and you have these remembrances and nostalgia, if you will, about Christmas. We yeah. we love that. You know, you look forward to that. Who doesn't remember as a kid waiting for Santa Claus? I mean, who, oh, yeah. who yeah. doesn't? You know, and so you 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 anticipate that build into Christmas. Um, and but that for me, that's why I appreciate uh advent is because it gives me a moment to slow down and say we're not there yet we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slowly focus in on this before Mm -hmm. we get to christmas um so what are some ways um what are some ways like you've talked about how hard it is for advent because you're you're teaching it you're trying to get it across uh and it's hard because people want to jump right into that so what are some ways in which you lead your church or congregation uh in understanding and understanding or teaching um advent uh part about it part of it is i talk about it all the time yeah i truly do not shut up about advent (laughs) um because i get so excited about it i love it so much that and, and and this i think is natural for people with anything when they when people see someone being passionate about something they want to know what's up yeah. Um, and so I talk about it all the time. I, even when it's not anywhere close, like it'll be July and I'm like, Oh, it's sad. Like, let's all talk about Advent. <laughs> um, and finding ways to make sure Advent music happens. Uh, we will every year sing like, Oh, come, come Emmanuel. Um, Oh, come that long expected Jesus. And usually what happens, and I planned this just the other day. So Advent one, we will congregationally sing come that long expected Jesus. That's the first one we'll do. And I will sing a solo that day. That is, Oh, come, come Emmanuel. The the next week we will sing as a congregation. Oh, come, come Emmanuel. Yeah. 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 So we'll like double or triple dip these songs. Sure. Because again, there's not a ton of them. There's right. really not. Um, so in defense of everybody who's not ever really been big on Advent, there's not necessarily a whole lot for them to have been big on. Right. Um, and in, in the world, are there more Advent songs? Yes. Are they well known? Not even a little bit. Yeah. No, they're not. (laughs) No, there's really three, maybe four. Um, actually I have a hymnal right here. And I'm going to keep talking, uh, as I (laughs) try to look this up. And I'm just curious, really how many so one two three four that's kind of known uh oh that one's not really known it's beautiful let a mortal flesh keep silent it's beautiful oh yeah that's a heavy song um there's six nope excuse me there's eight yeah in, in the hymnal the 91 baptist hymnal is what i'm looking at uh my church knows three and a half yeah most churches, no three and a half. They're, I'm looking at some in here that I'm like, I don't even know what that song is. Yeah, I've got two sure. degrees in music, and I'm a right. big Advent nerd. And I don't know what those songs are. <laughs> um, Christmas, yeah. a dozen. Ton 15, of, yeah. Like, easy, easy. And that's just the straight-up carols, much less, like, beautiful arrangements of other stuff that's Christmassy. Like, right. man. There's uh, two There's two songs, modern songs, that I'm working in this year. Um one is one that came out a few years ago from Passion. Uh, it's called "Even So Come," and it's—I mean, it's just a—it's just a modern take. It's—it's it's a modern take on "Come, Lord Jesus." I mean, it's—that's yeah. what the song is, uh, and so it—it it, it plays real well into Advent. I don't think that was its intention originally, but it—it it, the language in it just speaks so well. The second uh, is from my buddy Billy Foot. Some of you may know that name. Yeah. Um, Billy's East Texas boy, like Taylor and I, Ooh. but he, um, he was known for writing the song, uh, Amazing Love, How Can It Be? 
you are my king. If you all remember that from back in the early, early nineties, early ninety worship movement. Back in our day. Um, That's right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but he also has a song called sing to the king, which um, it talks about that, you know, Jesus is coming and uh, it's, it's kind of a return of the king type song. And so this year I'm actually using it in Advent because it works real well and it's upbeat and it's a joyful song. Um, and I think it'll lend itself real well to the congregation. Um, yeah. And so I haven't done that before, but this year I just, I was like, man, that's such a good, it really it does work well as an Advent song um, because it's just, it's, it's got the same theme. It's a good language and people sing it. So uh, those are the two, at least on modern side, I'm looking at, and of course the ones you've mentioned, um, we will, we will use and abuse, you know, oh, yeah. uh, over the yeah. next few weeks too. So, yeah. It's good. One thing I've done in the past that I like a lot is so both in the talking about it again, Advent starts with hope was my favorite. So I'll bring us back, uh, in new seasons as we go. Like when we get to epiphany, I'll hearken back to Advent one and mm. talk about how, like, remember the year starts with hope in Advent. So, as we now move through Epiphany or Lent, that's my favorite one, yeah. is to make sure that the thread of Advent hope still runs through Lent. Mm. Otherwise, otherwise, Lent can just be so heavy and really just focus on like, man, I'm the worst. Look at all the bad things. Right. <laughs> um, hey, let me pause real quick and just say anybody listening, it, there's some words we're throwing around that it, it honestly, I didn't know before I got to seminary. Um, and, and, and some of those, like the, like epiphany, we'll just talk about <laughs> just real quick. We'll throw that out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, okay. it lends itself to the, you, that's basically, it's the, what is that? 12 days after Christmas. It's yeah, the day, it. ultimately it's the day that we, we celebrate the day, the wise men, the Magi came to worship the baby Jesus. Um, yeah. epiphany, it means that, that revealing that, that the revelation of Jesus yeah. Christ to the Gentiles. Yeah, so it's it's a there you go getting all liturgical on me there. I don't like that. Oh no, I'm uh, holding back. <laughs> of like, well, actually, in some places, <laughs> it was and uh, yeah, yeah, no, there's like three different epiphanies that epiphany can cover, but that's right. a different episode. That hey, hint, hint, might drop in January. Who knows? Uh, there's there is that. Uh, even speaking of that, I mean, different meanings. Even Advent has multiple. Um, like each week theme, like theme weeks have different meaning. Like yes. Yes. that they don't always mean hope, peace, love, and joy. Um, right. Right. sometimes they, they mean other things and other, yeah. even another, like between, you know, Roman Catholics have a different, have a different understanding of that. Uh, Eastern Orthodox has a different understanding of that. Um, even has different dates, right. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Man, you want to talk uh, about differences in the <laughs> we got to talk whole different dates and times. For yeah. It's yeah. a whole different ball yeah. game, man. Um, so yeah, those are, those are fun things to talk about. So, um, yeah, so Lent is the six weeks, roughly 40 days, not counting Sunday. And we'll get into that when we do an episode, on that, <laughs> uh, before Easter. And it's a very penitential self-reflective season, right? Which again, can get really heavy and really dark. If all you're doing is self-reflecting and focusing on all the bad stuff you did, right? all the ways in which you fell short. So the way I kind of try to balance that is harking back to Advent. Yeah. Advent hope. What is the hope of Lent? Well, the hope of Lent is Easter. Like it Lent very, very strongly moves you towards Easter. Um, And it's arguable, but that's what Lent was even like designed to do Hmm. is eventually it, it hooked up with Easter for a long time. Um, and so, yeah. So as we move through these other seasons, I'll pull us back to Advent yeah. and show how That's it's good. relevant, which the only way to make that work is to talk about Advent a lot in Advent. Um, or I'll even pull music again. So there was a great Advent anthem we did a while back. There will be joy mm. in the world when Jesus comes was its big thing. So took some joy to the world themes and tune and all that but it was still very like in a minute, like when Jesus comes. And I pulled that back. Um, I think in an Easter season, not Easter day, but like a couple weeks after. So same Anthem, same Advent Anthem that's still relevant in another season. 
uh, Let a Mortal Flesh Keep Silence, we did in a Lessons and Carols service, which I'll talk about here in a minute, um, in Advent. And then I pulled it back in Lent because it double dips. It is very much a Lenten and an Advent anthem. And so hoping and, and talking about it, too, to try to build the connection for people that they'll say, like, oh, I remember that song. Right. I remember us doing that. And then hopefully connect it to then be like, oh, yeah, no. And it still makes sense and it's still relevant somewhere else mm-hmm. to show that Advent applies to everything. Um, our big music service every year, which we're not doing this year, which is super sad because of because of the COVID. Instead of just doing a big like Christmas cantata that's very Christmas focused, we do a lessons and carol service, which is mm-hmm. nine scripture readings. And y'all can Google, anybody listening can Google like traditional lessons and carols and find what these readings are. Mm. Uh, they've been set, pretty set for like a long time now. So you you can find it and get a pretty good sense of what we do. But it's nine readings that cover all the way back from like creation in the fall, all the way through the coming of Jesus' birth. And it ends with John, like in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and mm. that whole spiel to really show that like the grand scope of Advent and Christmas leading to Lent and Easter and all, all the other things. Um, so it helps tell the story and reinforce the scope of what Advent is and, and why that makes Christmas and Easter so much deeper and richer when we took the time to do Advent. Hmm. Uh, it anticipates the coming of the baby it anticipates the coming in glory like first and eighth it, it it does the whole deal and so i love and every one of those nine readings then has a musical response whether it's a congregational hymn or an anthem or a solo or whatever so you still get a really good deep awesome musical experience which is what mm-hmm. people want out of the big christmas quote-unquote right, music right. Thing. but let's advent be advent mm. Um, I love that. Yeah, yes, and, and that was a change I made. I I instituted lessons and carols here, and everybody's down with it. Like everybody really enjoys it. Um, I also like it because it's like nine different scripture readings. Like mm-hmm. we're Baptists, we say we're people of the Word. Well, let's dig into the Word <laughs> nine times in an hour. Right. Like let's go. I I love lessons and carol service. Um. So, so that's another way. And then also trying to find ways in which I can engage Christmas music in a way that still feels uh, authentic to Advent itself. Mm. So odds are, especially this year when everything has been so bizarre and I think people just need a little bit more comfort in (laughs) their holiday because Uh, so many of their holiday traditions either won't happen or will happen weird. Right. Um, this is a year where I'm I'm willing to kind of bend my own rules about all this. Sure. So like, but on Advent three, we'll sing joy to the world because mm. Advent three, at least the way it's we do it, joy. is the Sunday of joy. Right. And so, and I'll probably give a little intro to it that talks about how like Advent anticipates the coming of joy incarnate in the baby and made manifest in glory at the second coming. Like, I'll probably say something along those lines to let this Christmas carol still have a foot in Advent, uh, but still let everybody sing a song that they love. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's tough. I, I always write a newsletter article or not always. I usually write a newsletter article about Advent. I will recommend books about Advent, I Fleming Rutledge has a great one of a bunch of her collected writings. She was an Episcopal priest, um, literally just called like Advent. Uh, it's a big old purple book. So, yeah, it's it's tough, but it's worth it to me to make sure that we get uh, get some Advent time because uh, Christmas gets its own twelve days. The issue is that a lot of those Sundays are uh, like travel Sundays for people. And so they're not here. 
And man, I load up Christmas carols on the actual Sundays of Christmas and Christmas tide, the season uh, of Christmas. Uh, everybody wondering about the about Christmas season? It's the twelve days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. It lasts till January sixth. Yeah. Um, but so many people aren't here to actually sing them because they're right. usually traveling. That 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 also throws a little a little kink in the system where, like, to do Christmas more authentically, nobody's here to do it. Mm. yeah so some extra issues in there but it's always still worth it to me to make advent advent right so what do you do about um just kind of bleed leading in a lot of churches we do this I'm assuming you guys do uh christmas eve service mm-hmm. so how does what does christmas eve look like for you leading into because it's it, to me it's it's always seemed like that weird anomaly because you're not, you're still not quite to Christmas, right? Yet you kind of are. Yet we're still in that anticipation mode. So what is what does Christmas Eve look like for you guys? Christmas Eve, in my mind, really kind of is the beginning of Christmas because uh, we're celebrating the birth of the baby that night, that Christmas Eve night, leading into Christmas Day. Hmm. So at that point, like we've lit all four Advent candles prior to that, right? So. And to make sure everybody knows what we're talking about on that one, if they're not I was gonna say, let, Advent, yeah. every so there's traditionally an Advent wreath, um, and by traditionally, it's not actually all that old of a tradition, but shh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so we you light candles every week, anticipating the coming of the light of like the incarnated light of God in Jesus Christ. Um, and on Christmas Eve, you light the Christ candle representing that like the light is here now. And so in my mind, once we light that Christ candle, we're in Christmas. Like because Jesus is here. So we'll usually sing um because we'll we'll also read the Luke birth story. Mm. So we typically break it up and um <laughs> So the way we usually have it flow is we'll light the candle, but we usually have some kind of adventy anthem of like still, still, still tis the eve of our savior's birth or uh, one we did last year. We're going to try virtually this year is come gentle peace mm. that talks about like come into the world and like teach us your way. So it feels adventy, but also very like on the cusp of it's about to happen. So we always sing that really early, mm. maybe even as a call to worship before we even light the candle, or it's what we sing as the candle gets lit, something like that. So very much acknowledging that like it is this close to happening. And then we'll sing like a little town of Bethlehem when we get to the part of the story where they show up in Bethlehem and we'll sing mm. uh, Park the Herald, angels sing or angels we have heard on high when we get to the part of the story where the shepherds hear the angels um, and things like that. So like, we're really like singing the story. Um, mm-hmm. then we sing silent night and we pass light through all yeah, these candles and everything. Like we take communion, which if you think about it is a very advent way to celebrate the birth of Christ. Very yeah. eight day advent Absolutely. of the Absolutely. baby just got here, but we're going to take the bread mm-hmm. and the cup, the yeah. body and blood of that baby grown up and sacrificed. Mm. who died like okay this is a that is very advent in first and eighth day um so yeah christmas Mm. eve to me kind of has to be both yeah uh because rarely do you actually worship at least for us on christmas Mm. uh like once every seven years is that day kind (laughs) of cycles through a week where christmas actually falls on a sunday and again The last time it did, I think we had like 40 people show up. Right, yeah. Everybody's got their own Christmas morning traditions, and it does not involve church. Right. Like It's not how that works. <laughs> so Christmas Eve really then becomes the chance to celebrate the birth. Hmm. Yeah, so Christmas yeah, Eve is good. Advent 1st and 8th, and Christmas all wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is my favorite day of the whole year. Like hands down, Christmas Eve. Uh, like Christmas is fine. I like stuff. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I like I like new toys, 
but Christmas Eve is my absolute favorite day of the entire year. Yeah. My personal tradition is to go to a midnight mass Episcopalian service, mm. um, which I've done for like 25 years now. And odds are I won't be able to do it this year. And I'm mm. like super sad about it that a decades long tradition will get broken. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'll try if there's a, a safe Christmas Eve service. Like I'm not going to be stupid about it, but yeah. if there is a safe way to do that, I, I will try to go. Yeah. But, but yeah, that Christmas Eve is all of it. I know this is one of those things you could literally talk. And I, I just want to say, I wish this was a video podcast so that you could watch Taylor's face as he talks about it. Cause he just keeps getting like, more and more excited. It's just yeah, I'm talking with my hands. Really, more and it more. is, man. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and granted, this is. Let's just say anything. Anything else you want to add in the last five minutes um, that we have together today? Like, what if there's if there's anything people are talking? Let's just say we people listening. We've just introduced this idea of Advent to them. Um. W- what what tips, what ideas would you say for your next step celebrating Advent? What what do you say? Um don't be afraid of it. If yeah. it's new to yeah, you, it's, it's gonna feel new, it's gonna feel different, it's gonna feel weird. Uh lean in, dig in. Um if you've got friends in other church traditions that do this more, so any mainline congregation is going to do that more meaning uh, Catholic is its own thing, but like they definitely do this way more. Episcopalian, Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian, most of them are going to engage this a bit more. So if you've got a friend in one of those traditions, ask them about it. Um, get some candles and do an Advent wreath at home. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's great. Great idea. If you want to get real technical with it, hope, is purple peace is purple joy is pink why i don't even really know uh and then love is purple so it's four candles purple purple pink purple because reasons um if you just have four purple candles it's fine uh don't even worry about it and then uh, typically a white candle in the center um uh, for christmas christmas eve um and so especially if you're not able to go to church right now which hopefully honestly is most of us um, it's just church is weird right now and we get it. Uh, it's hard to go to church. A lot of churches still aren't open. Um, or if they are, it's diminished capacity. And right. It like, looks weird. It looks different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it just looks like, different. for us, people can come to church, but if they come to church, they're not singing. So a lot of people are staying home so they can do more and engage more in worship. Um, so if all that's the case, like make yourself a little Advent spot at your house and, on Advent 1, say a prayer for hope. Advent 2, say a prayer for peace. Hmm. Say a prayer for joy. Say a prayer for love. Um, just do it yourself. It's super easy. And don't overthink it. Don't feel like you need to do a whole 20-minute ceremony at home. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to, get it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Google... Google, yeah. yeah, Google Advent readings, Google Advent devotions, anything oh, yeah. that uh, yeah. that you, Vandy, you, you can find Bible those things library. out there. The Vandy Library, if you just Google like Revised Common Lectionary, theirs is almost always like the first one to pop up. They have an amazing uh, lectionary resource on mm-hmm. their on their website. It's, it's, I use it all the time. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just do a little Advent at home uh, in the weeks of Advent like advent the first week of advent in your own private devotional time bend it all towards hope bend the second week all towards peace um it'll be worth your time and i guarantee it'll make all the seasons that follow hit a little bit different yeah really will that's good get fleming rutledge's book it's not super academic it's really not because she was a priest and so it's a collection of her writings not for like academic journals, but for devotions and sermons and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, 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 it's big, like it's, it's a thick book, but it's a lot of little pieces. So very, very engaging, Mm. very engaging. And like her writing's great. She's awesome. So get that book, get that book. 
um, yeah, that's, that's really what I've got. Yeah. It's awesome. That's good, man. I, um, I really do. I love this time too. And I, I've come to, I've come to really appreciate and love this lead in to Advent. Um, and um, particularly as a worship planner, because it, it gets me, it gets me excited to be able to say, Hey, here's something we're going to, we're going to engage our church with. Um, and, uh, and, and man, I love it. It's exciting. Um, really gets going. And then to, to lead into Christmas. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. it, it's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and I, I will just echo what, what Taylor said earlier. You know, we, we do the, we do candle lightings. We do the reef. Um, we do readings every week. We, in fact, we pull, um, a family, um, within the church who will come up and do a reading and then light the candle as a family, um, yeah. we for us as a church, well, you know, not this year. Yeah. 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 To, to our, um, for COVID yeah. COVID reasons. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, and that, that may bring in its own, you know, that may bring in its own, um, maybe that should be, maybe that should be an after, uh, after Christmas, uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> what'd you, what'd you change this year that yeah. was, you well, know, what was weird. Uh, yeah. What was weird and what worked, uh, what yeah. worked in the weird. Um, yeah. but anyway, uh, all that to say, um, exciting times, um, to, to, to focus in, uh, on the coming of Christ, um, in both, both sides of that. So, uh, anyway, good stuff. Good stuff, Taylor. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing that topic today. Anytime, literally anytime. (laughs) It's good stuff. So, uh, looking ahead, um, Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh, brought up the epiphany idea for January, uh, topic. So that could be fun. That could be a fun discussion to have. Um, let's talk about we three Kings. Hmm. Um, were there three of them? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. They brought three gifts, right? Three gifts. Let's say. Anyway, uh, and then uh, coming up, I don't know if we've even talked about what comes next. So we haven't. So stay tuned. Yeah, it'll be it'll be upcoming. So um, anyway, thanks for joining us today. Had a good time talking with Taylor. Always a fun time talking with Taylor. Always. Um, so uh, we hope to see you again soon right here on the Bearded Levites podcast. As always, uh, you can email us, beardedlevitespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you check us out on social media, the Bearded Levites podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. So check us out there, connect with us, like us, share us. And yeah. um, give us a review on Spotify or iTunes. Absolutely. To, to listen to this, uh, share it. We, we're still building an audience and we'd love it if y'all could help us out with that. Always, always. Appreciate you and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again soon, Taylor. All right. We'll catch you all next month. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.